Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Swearing Mamas podcast. My name's Lauren, and this week I'm just going to do a shorter episode. Um, it was a super crazy past week and weekend for me, so for anyone who doesn't know, I have a burned. Um, I had to say it in a nerdy way possible because I feel like when people say that it's like, and you can't see me right now, but I'm like pushing my hair back in a sexy way and I'm like, yeah, I have a band. Um, but I want you to know that I'm not saying it that way. So anyway, um, and yeah, that's us doing the intro in case anyone missed that too. Um, but anyway... So, my band, Panda Forces, released our first full-length album. That was on Sunday, which was yesterday. I know I'm actually recording this on Monday night. Normally, I record in advance and edit it and do everything and get all organized, but I just simply did not have the time. So, we released the album on Sunday, and we... So we, like, we released it, like, on all streaming platforms and, like, music purchasing platforms like iTunes, Amazon Music, Google, whatever. I don't fucking, I don't know what the music places are. There's so many. Uh, Apparently Napster is still around, according to my distribution uh, platform. But anyway, anyway, point is, so we did it that way, and then we also had a show that night where we performed the full album in order, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm just really excited about this album. I think that, it's not even just to say that I think we did a good job, but I think that we communicated what we wanted to communicate, and I'm just really, um, happy about that and excited about that. Um, it's, it's like, a truly unique and wonderful, magical experience to, like, have a sort of vision in your mind come to life in this way, um, and I won't do a whole full episode of me blabbing about the album, (laughs) but just simply to say that, um, I'm excited that we were able to do that, I guess. Um, so anyway, and then we had our show, and that was fun. Um, also, before the show, in the days leading up to the show, we, Uh, we had CDs, like, we made CDs, like, we burnt them, but we also got, like, the stuff to put the stickers on top so they look pretty, um, we made download codes to sell, we had t-shirts made, which we, so Swearing Mamas has a Teespring account. I don't know if you guys are familiar, I've mentioned it in the past, it's kind of been a while since I've plugged it, I usually link it in the episode, um, bio, but it, it's teespring.com slash stores slash swearing dash mamas. And basically how it works is we create our designs and whatever we want, you know, them on. T-shirts, mugs, stickers, whatever. And then you guys can go on there and order them like they're made to order. So it's nice because you don't have to put up a front, like you don't have to put up a cost up front. Um, and so my band has also had a Teespring account, but we just now actually, like, put up the money to have, like, really nice, um, 
shirt, like a whole box of really nice shirts made. I mean, and the shirts on Teespring are nice too. Don't get me wrong. If you guys want to go on and order one, they are. But my point being that for the first time we could afford to actually like get a box of them that looked nice too. (laughs) Um, so anyway, that's all a bit of what was going on throughout my past week and weekend, why I was crazy busy and, um, didn't quite have the time to really do this until right now. (laughs) So if, oh, and then obviously, like, I guess it's fair if I plug my album since you guys are listening right now to me talk about it. Um, it's called Cloudy Iridescence, and as I mentioned, my band is called Panda Forces. So if you guys want to, uh, if, if you listen to our podcast and you'd like to do something to support me in particular, it doesn't support Swearing Mamas, but just me and my band, um, but you don't have, like, the money to spend to, like, buy merch or, um, join our Patreon or anything, um, you can always stream, uh, that album on Spotify, um, and it doesn't, yeah, you don't make a lot of money per play, uh, but it does add up, and then, uh, the main thing, really, with Spotify streams isn't even the money, but it helps to make it more visible, like, if you save our songs to your library, that's actually helpful to us, or if you save us to a playlist, it's even more helpful, so anyway, that's my plug for us, um, and then for Swearing Mamas, I, just since I did mention Patreon, if you guys do have a couple dollars a month that you would like to use to support what we're doing and to gain access to some bonus exclusive members-only content, um, you can head on over to patreon.com slash swearingmamas and uh, sign up there. So, anyhow, um, let's just go into it. Uh I just have a few little, like, things that have irritated me, so this is kind of my, like, mini rant episode, I guess. <laughs> um, first one is people who don't view motherhood as, like, a job because it's not, I don't have an employer or something. Really frustrating to me, and, um... Over the past, well, I'm sure it happened before, but, like, over the past, like, two months, I've, I don't know why, (laughs) maybe I'm just, like, on a certain nerve about it, but I've noticed it in, like, both a direct and indirect way. Like, okay, when we were trying to sell my husband's car, and they were willing to give us like, half as much as we owe on it. So, we owe, like, $10,000. They were willing to buy it for 5000 The It was, like, CarMax or wherever. So, you know, so my husband talks to the bank, and he's like, you know, so this is the situation, but I would need, you know, to just take care of the rest of the 5000 And so, they were like, well, you would need a personal loan for it, so, like, you had to do a whole application for this, loan, and we ended up getting rejected for it because we have an insufficient income or something. And it frankly really pissed me off because I'm like, you guys are who we have a $10,000 loan with, and you're perfectly content to let us keep paying on that $10,000 loan. 
but you don't think we have enough income to pay on a $5,000 loan, never mind the fact that we would also be saving on insurance money and the payments we make to you. Like, it was just the stupidest thing that's ever happened to me. It was very frustrating and irritating, and it was like, think with your brain, dum-dums. Um, but whatever, okay. The thing that really pissed me off, though, is that, like, they told him, well, maybe your wife could get a job. And I'm like, excuse me, bitch. Uh, he said, well, she does have a job. It's just, um, doesn't pay or something. <laughs> I don't know. Something silly, you know, basically to get the point across, like, yeah, being a mother is a job. Like, being a stay-at-home mom is a fucking job. And, um, and I mean, they weren't trying to be, like, malicious. They were trying to be helpful and just didn't know what to say, I guess. But, like, first of all, oh, really? Getting a job? That thought never occurred to me. But secondly, um, do you not understand the cost of daycare? Do you know how much money I'd have to make? Okay, like, for me to make enough money to pay for childcare and gas plus the taxes they take out of that, I would barely make any money back, if any, and we would no longer qualify for um, the insurance Oliver receives for free right now. So why am I going to sacrifice my time with my child, sacrifice his good insurance, only so that I can make like two, one to two dollars an hour, like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and it's not going to help us with this loan either. <laughs> Once you factor all that in, like I'm going to be working to pay for childcare and insurance, not your five thousand dollar loan. So really, that just was very, very frustrating to me. Um, but that whole bit about like your wife could get a job, like. Okay, it's irritating for those reasons, but then it's also irritating because, like, have some fucking respect and put some value into what stay-at-home moms do. Like, there are plenty of moms out there who work and kick ass, and I am certain that they're great moms, you know, too. Like, that's great that that works out for them, you know? But, like, for those of us who aren't able to do that or who don't want to do that, like, we shouldn't have to have an excuse or reason. Like, it is a job to take care of children. I mean, literally, if I took care of someone else's child, I would be called a nanny. And I would be protected in certain legal ways. Um, like, my employers couldn't, you know do certain things unless I was paid under the table, but, like, if this is a legal job, you know, and I'd be paid for it <laughs> by the employer, and, um, and society at large would view that as a job. If I worked at a daycare, they, that would be a job. If I worked at a preschool, that would be a job. So, it makes me literally so angry that people then don't view what I'm doing as a job, like, just because it's my own child. Um, and you get the direct ways, like, those ladies that, I mean, there's also, like, this troll on Facebook. I mean, he literally was just a troll account, but, like, was going off about how being a stay-at-home mom's not a job, or being a stay-at-home mom is for women who couldn't earn, um, more than a C, in school, some stupid shit, I don't know, I had a 4.2 GPA, like, get the fuck off of me, 
I like, I'm not a stupid person. Like I enjoy being here and I don't have a better option. Like, and also like, it also, it also gets me into the whole thing about like people in society don't value artists right now, which is frustrating. Like as a freelance writer and as a musician, um, even, even I put podcasting in that category too. Like people don't place value on those kind of things. And that's what I do with like all my time. And it's kind of like, I'm the person who is frustrating. And sometimes I like to go off rants like this. Um, but in general, like I'm not really the one to just whine about it. Um, like I get, I can get kind of, like, flustered, but in general, I kind of feel like I just work hard as I can, and then, like, yeah, every now and then I'll have a crisis and be like, oh, I just don't know if I should continue doing this, you know, maybe I'm bad at it, maybe it's a waste of time, blah, blah, and then, you know, Seth will convince me I'm good at it, or, you know, someone else will convince me I'm good at it, and then I'll keep going, (laughs) but, like, I, you know, I don't just whine to whine is my point, like, so it's not even that, but it's just, like, it's, it's hard, it's hard enough to, like, be passionate about and be good at things that don't really, like, provide a livelihood for you, but then also when people give direct criticism toward you for having those skills... And I mean, it's the same people who, I mean, no one would want to live in a world without podcasts, without books, without music. Like, no one wants to live in that world, but nobody wants to, like, give respect for, um, or let alone a livelihood to the people who are, like, making that stuff. So, that's frustrating, uh, to me as, like, an artist, and it's frustrating to me to hear the same stuff as a stay-at-home mom, um... You know, I'm, I'm not sitting around watching soaps all day and eating bonbons. <laughs> so my mom, I think, used to always say, sitting around eating bonbons. Um, like, I'm potty training. I'm making meals. I'm cleaning. And no, I do not mean I'm deep cleaning my home. I mean, I'm cleaning up the messes that my child just now made. Like, whew. <laughs> you know, I'm teaching. I am comforting. Like, I'm entertaining the child. I'm taking him on walks and trying to get him to exercise and taking him to the park. And, you know, like, I don't know what it is people think we do, but we really don't sit around and just do nothing. And sometimes the criticism is the trolls, like that guy on Facebook. Sometimes it's the less, the you know, less intentional but still direct comments like the bank lady and then other times it's like really passive and unintentional and still just as frustrating you know like people kind of like not valuing my time or not like taking seriously how fucking exhausted I may be or how busy I may be or whatever it is um what I have going on in my life is just something that I have noticed from some people that it's like, oh, well, you know, it's not that they're coming out and saying anything. It's just made clear to me that (laughs) because 
I, when I get up in the morning, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to leave the house to start work. So I guess that, like, my job is not taken as seriously. But also, like, how many people go to work and get slapped and pissed on and screamed at all day. Like, you know? I'm exhausted, too. A lot of the time, I get very little sleep. Um, you know, it's like, it's hard work. And honestly, I, for one, have never tried to make it a competition between stay-at-home moms or working moms. And it is really insulting and frustrating to me when people do that. Because it's like, don't, please don't put me in a position to engage in that conversation because that's not how I view it. I think they're both difficult for different reasons and I don't think it's a contest and even if it were, I don't think it matters who wins <laughs> at the end of the day. Like that's not what life is about and we all need to just be doing our best to be kind to one another and like a little empathy can go a long way. You know, so, anyhow, that's my rant about people just not valuing the work of motherhood, particularly if you stay home. Um, okay, my next rant, seen multiple posts on Facebook over the past couple weeks talking about um, people who don't spank um their kids are assholes can you please stop my kid has been an asshole long before he was old enough to be spanked <laughs> that was a joke um i can't stand these posts first thing please for the love of god whether you spank or not Please be a good enough parent that that's not the only thing that you do that determines whether or not your kid is a good person or a person who listens or whatever it may be. Like, whether you believe in spanking or not, if that is your attitude, if you literally think that your kid is going to be a jerk because they're not spanked, then you are absolutely neglecting other needs of theirs. And you're neglecting other aspects of their personality. And to be frank, you're probably an asshole. <laughs> you think kids are assholes just because they didn't get spanked. You're the asshole. Because people are more complex than that. Like, not just kids. People. You know? Some parents, maybe the reason that spanking works for some parents is because their skill is not in um, verbal communication. Like, have we ever considered that it's... The kids are all different, but also the parents are different. Like, maybe spanking works better for you because speaking does not work as good for you as it does for others. Or maybe it is that your kid responds better to that. Or, you know, maybe it doesn't work better for you at all. <laughs> Regardless, and you, just, you know, and you just think it does. Regardless, I want to say, one... Give a shit more about your kid than to hinge your entire um, philosophy on, you know, what kind of person they'll be on, whether or not you hit them. And two, um, please stop mom shaming. It's like, 
I, it's mom shaming, it gets the word, oh, it's like I don't even want to use the word anymore because between this podcast and then the real world, it's like mom shaming, mom shaming, mom shaming, mom shaming. However, like here it is, people need to hear it. That is mom shaming. Stop, just stop. Okay? Like, I'm not choosing not to spank my kid to make him an asshole. And I think that he is a kind, wonderful, amazing person. Uh, do I think that my toddler sometimes acts like an asshole? Yes, because he's a toddler. Um, however, I am quite a talker. I always explain everything to him, and as he gets older, the conversations will get more in-depth, and um, I just, the thought that someone would believe that because I have chosen softness and gentleness and kindness for my child, that that's going to raise him to be a bad person, it really, like, honestly hurts my feelings, um, and I know, boo-hoo, I'm such a snowflake, or whatever stupid fucking shit people are going to say, but, like, you know what, I don't give a shit, like, it is okay to be soft and kind and tender, it's okay to be a nice, gentle person, and obviously, based upon what podcast you're listening to, I am not just like, boo, poor me, like, clearly judging on what I've had to say today, like, I have no problem to stand up for myself, and I think it's safe to say my kid will likely be the same way, and I want to raise him to be that way, you know, I want him to, I want to raise him to stand up for himself, you know, that's, that's one of the things that's important to me, but I also want to raise him to stand up for others. And, um, you know, like, if you feel that spanking works for your family, I'm not going to mom shame you. But I don't feel that it's right in, you know, in my world. So, let's just, like, let that be that, right? Like, let's let everyone parent and let's stop lumping generations together or lumping together, you know, an entire, like, assholes. That's such a broad term. Let's lump that all into people who didn't spank their kids. Really? Just stupid. Um, so there's that. Next thing I have to say, um, similarly, still mom shaming, different post. Why over the past couple weeks, have I seen nonstop about mom shaming people who let their kids cry it out? Oh my god. Like, to the extent that usually, like, I just roll my eyes, get annoyed, vent, whatever. But, like, it got, it was like, it got to the point that I started to actually feel bad and, like, feel bad about myself. And I had to, like, you know, talk to my mom about it, and I, I also think I talked to my husband about it, and, um, yeah, I don't know, it's just something that I saw, like, a lot of recently, and I feel like people were just extra judgy about it, and if you want to share, like, any kind of, this scientific study was done and shows that crying it out you know, doesn't work for this reasons or could be bad for that reason. That's cool. Um, but I'm talking about people who, like, just share a meme against it or people who, like, say that you're abusing your child. Like, come off it. 
we need to calm down with that word. Like, I that abuse word, we need to seriously consider it when we're going to use that. Like, that's a big deal. And you don't just accuse someone of abusing their child. Especially because as a baby, you let them cry themselves to sleep a few times. And another thing that I think people don't understand who share that, like, clearly people who share that kind of information and sh- and not just the information but, like, the judgment with it, clearly those people were blessed with babies who <laughs> never needed to cry it out. However, I'm here to tell you, as I already told you guys in our Cry It Out episode, that I have a kid with major FOMO. And I also have a kid who fake cries. Like, I have received so many comments when Oliver doesn't get his way, he'll start crying and real tears come out. And people will always be like, oh, real tears. And they get all like feeling like bad for him. And first of all, circling back to why staying at home, stay at home mom is a job. It is emotionally taxing. I feel bad for him too when he's like that. And I have to go through it every day. However, now that I see him do that, you know, when he can't play with my phone or when he wants more fruit snacks but he's already finished the pack or, you know, because I won't pick him up and throw him or whatever stupid thing it may be, right? Like, something that is not life-altering. He's safe. He's fine. I've now offered him other toys to play with or a show on the TV to watch or a different snack or whatever it may be. Like, this kid is fine. His needs are not being neglected. And he cries real crocodile tears. Um, yeah, that's my kid. So, yes, he does have to cry things out sometime, whether it's to sleep or to resolve whatever issue, like him not being allowed on my phone for five hours a day. Um, yeah, sometimes he does have to cry it out because he's a crier. Um, but also, like, I have improved on this a bit. Sometimes I still need to cry it out. But, like, for a lot of my life, like, it's very recent that I'm not like this. For most of my life, I needed to cry it out and I wanted to cry it out. Like, if someone upset me, um, like, if someone was mean to me at work, I had to, like, go in the bathroom and cry And usually what I really wanted was for no one to acknowledge it, to be alone, to just cry and wallow and feel miserable and feel sorry for myself for like 10 minutes and then come back out and be fine and reset, you know? Um, And that worked for me. And I, I just, I guess I just don't understand why we don't think that it's okay for kids to do that. Um, now, obviously, I'll make the exception to say that there is an age that's too young. And I don't think that's even debatable. Like, no. When you bring your newborn baby home from the hospital, you can, you should absolutely not be letting them cry it out. Okay? Um, at that age, they're most likely crying for, like, a reason that, you know, a need that needs to be met. Um, but, you know, they're, they're not old enough yet to understand, like, oh, if I cry, I'll get to stay up later. You know, but as they get older, like, they do learn those things. And they do cry. Not every kid is the same, but some do, you know? And 
So anyway, I just think if you've never had a kid who has those issues, then you shouldn't just shut up about it. Like, you know, I, on some of those cried out posts, I saw some comments about how people are so proud of themselves because they quote unquote spoil their child by, they're, they're using it like as a, they're using the word in quotes to pat themselves on the back. Um, I spoil my child and let him fall asleep on my chest still. Or I cuddle my child to sleep. And oh my god, I have the biggest gold stars coming in the mail for you guys. But I just have to say, not every kid will snuggle to sleep. My kid won't. Like, he could be so tired. He could be falling asleep on the floor playing. But if I pick that kid up and put him in my bed... He ain't going to sleep. He's, even if I, like, you know, I'll close my eyes, take deep breaths, and I'll start to doze off, and he's not falling asleep, guys. He is crawling all around the bed. He is climbing on me and talking in my ear, like, and then I put him down in his room. He might go right to sleep, or he might cry for two minutes and then go to sleep, whatever it may be, but, like, he might be that tired, falling asleep tired. He is not falling asleep with me. So, before you speak on issues that you think you're a fucking expert on, ask yourself if perhaps you simply got lucky. If your kid is a great sleeper, a great eater, a great listener, you know, really good at sharing, whatever it may be, like, that's awesome and I am genuinely happy for you, but before you talk down to other moms about what they've done wrong, ask yourself if maybe, just maybe, you were lucky. Like, maybe you did things right. And sure, maybe you did a lot of things right. But maybe also you were lucky because every kid does different things great. You know, some kids walk sooner. Some kids are more verbal. Some kids are more polite. Some kids are quieter. Some kids sleep better. Some kids are, uh, you know, some kids hit more and some kids never hit, etc. The list goes on. Like, people are different. Kids are not an exception to this. Like, think of all of the adults you know. They were all babies at one point. Like, this is how it, life works. So, like, stop acting like you're the queen of some kind of knowledge because you lucked out. And if I ever do that on this podcast, feel free to call me on it, you know? But I sure don't aim to I do try and share my successes with you guys because I always hope there's something you can draw from them for your own personal use because, like, I've dealt with enough struggles that, you know, I feel like it's always great to hear, like, oh, well, this worked for someone, like, huh, maybe I'll, you know, it's like different, it's like when you're having a one-on-one conversation with someone, they give you unsolicited advice, it can be very annoying, but, like, I feel like listening to a podcast, you can kind of just hear my story and and then decide if that's something you want to research and try for yourself. Um, so that's something I try to do, but I definitely, I definitely don't feel like it's fair for anyone to pretend that they've just like got it fucking figured out, you know, just because some kids don't present the struggles other kids do. Um, other things that 
needed to go into my mini rant. Please don't use health or sleep or happiness as weapons in a conversation. I can't stand when, okay, we're on the vaccine debate every hour of every day, right? And parents on both sides of the debate want to say like, oh, well, my kid's vaccinated and is so healthy. My kid's not vaccinated and has never gotten sick. And I, I know I already mentioned this in our vaccine episode or probably in, in, I think it was probably that episode. At some point, I think I did. But just to say like, can you please stop? Because as someone with like an immune disorder, autoimmune disorder, it's like very, it's almost like hurtful, but it's also very just like insulting and frustrating. Um, like some people get sick. Uh, please don't use immune systems as a as a conversational weapon or don't count that. Again, like I said, you may have lucked out on something. Please don't consider it that you just know more than other people. Um, that. And then, oh, I made this choice or that and I have such a happy baby. Um, please stop with that. Like, some... I didn't go through this, but, like, some people have colicky babies or babies who had different health conditions or whatever it may be. Like, it's, I would imagine it would be incredibly hurtful to be struggling through that kind of a challenge and someone to be like, oh, well, I did this, this and that, and I had a happy baby. So, basically, you need to do those things, too. Like, it's more complex than that, first of all. Secondly, like, you frankly don't know how your baby is feeling. <laughs> I mean, you can use your motherly intuition and your common sense, but, like, you're, I highly doubt an infant was like, Good morning, mother. I'm feeling quite joyful today. Um, and then, like, sleep, too. Um, yeah, some kids have a great sleeping schedule. Some kids don't. I just, like, that health, all of those kind of, like, things that kids could just end up being different. <sighs> Stop using them as, like, proof that your parenting skills worked because those are things that are out of people's control. And granted, you can affect your child's sleep schedule. But, you know, I just, that's one thing that I feel like, you know, it's not... It's not cool, man. It's a struggle, and, like, just leave it be. Um, and that comes from me as someone whose kid has had a pretty great sleep schedule for the most part at all, you know, throughout his whole life. I mean, there was a period of time during teething where he stopped sleeping through the night. For probably, like, a few months, he was waking every night. It was exhausting. It was very frustrating, and... I felt like I was going crazy, but, you know, um, and then we've had our nap struggles. Two times now we've had nap struggles for, like, maybe a month or two each time. Other than that, though, like, he's been a really great sleeper, you know, pretty early on. So, my point is, like, I can recognize that I got lucky with that. So, you know, keep it in mind and... Keep it in mind and just recognize that people are all dealing with difficult things, right? So, like, let's be nice or whatever. 
Um, and then, God, this honestly should go without saying, but clearly it needs to be said. Oh my God, don't wish harm on people's child. Child? Children. Childs. <laughs> don't wish harm on people's children. Good God, what is wrong with people? What, just what is wrong with people? Um, I can't believe, it gets brought up in the vaccine debate. Um, people who are on the side of, do, you do get the vaccine. Why is it hard to do the talking, guys? <laughs> Sometimes, uh, and again, like, that's, that's us, we vaccinate. However, um, I'm not gonna be fucking mean about it, Okay? Just because I don't agree with someone's parenting decisions not to do that, I would never wish harm on their child. And I literally see people saying things like that, like, oh, like, well, I hope your kid catches the measles, blah, blah, blah. Holy shit, like, stop, like, I get it, I get that you're frustrated because, you know, you know someone who has this or that health condition and they can't receive vaccines or you've got to newborn who can't be vaccinated yet and it's scary and like that's angering and i feel you however it does not give you the right to wish harm on an innocent baby and i just think that's so fucked up uh as the mother of an intact child i've seen people it hasn't been said to me but i've seen it said to other moms in like group simon or whatever that, like, oh, well, I hope your child gets this infection or that. And, first of all, it's completely ignorant. Um, intact boys really are not particularly more likely to get any kind of infections, firstly. Secondly, something like a yeast infection can happen, but it happens in girls all the time. And it's literally no big deal at all. Um, so, so, like, firstly, that's a myth, and it just shows that you don't know what you're talking about, but secondly, like, what kind of terrible, horrible person do you have to be to hope that someone's child gets a genital infection? You are a bad person. <laughs> like, that's all I have to say if you wish harm on, like, a poor, innocent kid. Like, that is just mean. And, like, making, um like, body-shaming remarks about these kids, too, saying negative things about, you know, boys like that. It's just disgusting to me. Um, oh, God, we need to do better. It's literally disgusting to me. Like, it is zero dollars and zero cents to be polite and to be kind. You don't have to agree with people. There's nothing wrong with debating people or, like, sharing your knowledge with people and like god i'm so grateful that people have shared lots of parenting you know inform factual information um that has led me to make some of the decisions that i made you know that i'm so glad i made however don't we, we don't need to be unkind ever and it doesn't help anyone so, that's my rant. I think I've ranted everything that I read this past 
couple months that really, like, pissed me off. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is how things always were in some way, but it seems to me like this is a fairly new trend, and it is not one I enjoy. Um, it's literally so unacceptable to be just hateful, uh, especially in the name of good. If you're trying to promote something good and positive and you're trying to encourage people to do something good for their children and for the future generations, then you need to do it in a kind way, in a loving way. Um, so yeah, there's my rant. Um, so sorry if anyone, like, doesn't like it, but... That's how I've been feeling, and um, and that's what I have to say about it. Like, I just think people need to be kind and respectful. Um, and that's just my two cents. So if you disagree, go ahead and leave me a message about how everyone deserves misery and pain. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I have one cute thing to read you guys before I go. So, Maud says, Five years ago, I gave my 13-month-old baby girl a pair of walking shoes, and she believed me, so she walked. Still have the video. She was so cute and proud. thought that was a really funny story and just super adorable. Here's your walking shoes. Time to walk. <laughs> um, Oliver uh, just got some shoes in the mail today, and was, like, trying to put them on his feet. is very funny. Oh, I also have to tell you guys that he says car now. I don't think I don't think he said it last week. If so, I apologize. But it literally sounds like car. <laughs> and I think it's so funny. when Like, I would love to understand what it is that makes toddlers talk so funny. <laughs> like, is that how they hear it in their mind or they just can't get it out right? I don't know. But it's very funny to me. And um, he also now says Melmo. It sounds a lot like mama, and I, like, was doing something, and I kept hearing it, and I'm like, what? Thinking he's just saying mama, 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 and I turned around, and he had his Elmo socks on, and he's, like, pointing to them, saying, like, mama, mama. I was like, oh, yes, so precious. (laughs) But, yeah, he's awesome. He's a really great kid. I love him. I love my Ollie. He's the bestest. Um, If you guys have, like, any cute or funny stories, or any rants you guys want to go on, please, by all means, send them my way. I'd love to read them. Uh, so you can email swearingmamas at gmail.com. You can contact us on all the social media. And you can also leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash swearingmamas. So, anyhow, I hope you guys enjoyed the angry... exhausted, tired um, mess of an episode that this is. And uh, and uh, I think that's the end of the episode, guys. Alright. I love you all. Each and every one of you. I love uh, deeply. I've seen the depths of your souls. And I don't know your names. But I love you like a love song, baby. Selena Gomez. Bye.